Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for riding along today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our website, there are links to our Facebook page, links to many places you can access our podcast, links to our Shop Tales at Amazon store, and a place you can buy our book. Nice having you here today. I'm going to do a thing today that I've only done once before, and that's record this podcast without an outline or any notes at all. I did this last Christmas. I was at a loss of what to talk about. I thought I covered all the Christmases on earlier podcasts. And so I rambled on for a while, and before I knew it, something came to me, and I told a little tale that Looking back, I thought it was pretty good. So we don't need no stinking outline or something like that. So let me get started here and hopefully we'll kind of put this thing all together and it'll turn out okay. Of course, my idea of okay and your idea of okay may be two different ideas. I have no clue. All I know is I do the best I can with what I have. You're just welcome to think whatever you think, do whatever you do. We're going to anyway, right? That's what makes it so much fun. When I was a kid, and it's right before Labor Day, and school's going to start that following day after Labor Day, Mom would always take us down to Denver to buy school clothes. Now, there were a couple places up in my hometown to buy clothes, Trading Post being the main one, and we always seemed to get our footwear and our jeans there, underwear and socks and all that stuff but for the back to school clothes mom would always haul all of us kids down there just us and mom and she'd take us first once we've arrived in Denver we go to a place down on West Colfax Avenue there in one of the western suburbs and the place is called Howell's Department Store. I have no idea if they're still there or not but she could find clothes for all of us there at Howell's. Once that chore was over, she'd take us over to the Westland Shopping Center. It was an open-air shopping center back in those days. I'm not sure if when I was a small boy, say eight, nine years old, if there were any malls in Denver whatsoever. I'm thinking Villa Italia was the very first shopping mall in Denver, but I may be wrong. But that came years later when I was about 13 or 14, I imagine. So we go to Westland, and their main anchor store there was a Sears, and we'd always go into Sears, look around. I don't think Mom bought much stuff for us there. She bought most of her clothes at Howell's. But we'd walk up and down the little shopping center, the open space. I remember always going into Dave Cook's Sporting Goods. There's a Zales Jewelers there. There were several stores up and down there. It was a lot of fun. We got to run around, have a good time. And then we would go to McDonald's. There was a McDonald's restaurant right there on Colfax, right there by the Westland Shopping Center. My mom loved cheeseburgers, and we had nothing like a McDonald's back in my little hometown up there in the mountains. So it was really an exciting, fun place for us to go. McDonald's was always my favorite. 
probably stemming from back in those days when I was a child and my mom taking us there on our yearly shopping trip. We would never go to Denver without stopping at McDonald's at least once. Got that way later on, even as I became an adult. When my wife and I married, I took her to a nice restaurant. We had a lobster dinner. We left the restaurant and I pulled into the nearest McDonald's, got a couple burgers. She thought I was crazy. That's all how I was patterned from that young age, going to the city and having to have a McDonald's. Well, after our time in Denver was over, Mom would pack us all up in the station wagon and we'd head back home. And we always went the tunnel road. There were two ways to get home. One was on the U.S. Highway 40, going west out of Denver. And you immediately started climbing the mountain, gaining an elevation all the way. The other way was following a river on a road, and you had to go through about five or six different tunnels going through the mountains instead of over them. And we'd enter a tunnel, and we'd all yell, Honk! Honk, Mom! Honk the horn! She'd honk the horn, we'd yell and scream. And it was a windy road, and the river was right there beside the road. And we couldn't go real fast because it was so windy and tunnels. One time when we were just leaving the last tunnel headed for home, we turned a corner and there was a bad car wreck. I remember Mama got out of the car to see if there was anything she could do. The police were already there, though. What happened is there was a man from a small town up the road. There's a well-known gold and silver artist, and he had plowed right into the rock wall. As you were going on that road, on your left, going back home, was the river and then the road, and to your right was a big, giant rock wall. So there wasn't a lot of room for error, and I don't know what happened. But he crashed into that wall and it killed him. Driving home, we were always facing the sun. So it was starting to get late in the day. And mom would have to stop the car, take a Kleenex, kind of spit on it, and wipe her windshield so she could see out of it that sun glaring and the dirt on the windshield. That was in the day before intermittent wipers and the spray wash coming out of it. You had none of that action. So it was just mom and her Kleenex out there rubbing on that windshield. We got off the tunnel road, and all of a sudden, we mountains were opening up a little, but we were climbing and climbing. Finally, we came to the pass, went over the old pass. Back in those days, it was just two lanes up and two lanes down. So I was approaching maybe 10 years old, they started to widen the west end of the pass. And then there was a bunch of construction you had to deal with. And it was usually before the winter storms came. Usually didn't get too much snow before Labor Day. And slowly we'd take those switchbacks back and forth and higher we drove and higher and higher in elevation and got to the top of the pass and mom would always show us the old chairlift up there where my dad and her rode on their honeymoon rode up the chairlift that was an amazing thing for my dad to do since he didn't like heights he must have 
Loved my mom more than he hated heights. Rode that old chairlift up and back down. And we're going down the mountain. And we were in the county that I lived in. And we went by the ski area. And then we were on the flats. And the whole area flattened out. And the mountains were all around us, reaching to the sky. And we were getting sleepy and tired. And the sun was setting. We go down the old red dirt hill. And the lights of town were twinkling. It was almost dark by then. And we always looked out the front window, and the first one in the spot, I'd go, I spy, I spy our town. We dipped down in that valley, then we were up over the river, on the viaduct, over the railroad tracks, turning into town. Cruised Main Street once, passed by my grandpa's pool hall, and the drugstore, and my dad's store, and the Ford garage, and the trading post. We turn right there at the Conoco, and we go up the hill. And then we turn into our driveway, and Mom and pull right into the garage as Dad had opened the garage just then. We jump out of the car and hug our dad, show him what we got. Dad would kiss Mom and ask her she had a good trip home. It's always about an hour and a half from Denver to our home hour and a half with the safest driver I ever knew. She took care of us like nobody's business, even though we weren't buckled in or anything back in those days. Rolling around in the back of the station wagon, crawling over from seat to seat. She never went too fast, even though we begged her to step on it. Those are memories I'll never forget. Our mom took us everywhere, did everything for us and with us, Sometimes when I read those things on Facebook, it says, if you could talk to one person one more time, who would it be? Usually, my mother comes to my mind right off the bat. As years went by, different things happened in the Denver area, like the Villa Italia Mall, and later the Cinderella City Mall. I thought those were pretty cool, but I was probably 14 when Villa Italia opened, and maybe 17 when Cinderella City opened. My mom's idea of taking us to Denver was just taking us to the suburbs there, the Lakewoods suburb. It was one of the outermost western suburbs of the city. We never went very far past the Westland Shopping Center, later to be known as the Westland Mall. But she did take us downtown Denver to the Mint and to the Capitol Building. You can go up that Capitol building and there's a walkway around that golden dome they have. And there's arrows pointing at different mountains to the west there. That's kind of cool. My dad and mom would take us to downtown Denver for Thanksgiving. For about four or five years there, we'd stay at the Hilton Hotel and eat at a restaurant down there and just fool around for a couple, three days. That was fun. When I was about 16, the Mexican restaurant Casa Bonita opened, and it's like a Mexican village. You go in there, there's cliff divers and mariachi singers, caves and magicians, and all this stuff happening. It's really a destination spot. Buses come from all over the place and bring folks 
to experience the magic of Casa Bonita. Everyone always made fun of their food, but I've always kind of approached Mexican food as it's basically always the same wherever you go. But Casa Bonita, in my opinion, had the very best sopapillas anywhere. Maybe because that's the first experience I had eating one. Was there, you raise your little flag and the waiter or waitress comes to your table and they say, you want some more sopapillas? You say, yes, sure, please. And they bring them, you know, pour that honey inside of them. And that pillow of a pastry, it's just so yummy and so simple. I cannot eat a sopapilla to this day without thinking of that wonderful Pink Castle restaurant with all the cliff divers and the one-act plays and the shooting and the yelling and the singing and the children smiling and running all around. It really is kind of magical. I never much really liked Denver, but there are places and memories there that I hold very dear. So many of them are attached to my family. And even though we hardly ever went there, we always made that pilgrimage every year right before Labor Day to get our school clothes and to eat at McDonald's. As years go by and your family is scattered because life has a way of doing that. I have brothers in different states. My sister lives three hours from where I grew up. My folks are buried there in a little cemetery on a hill overlooking a valley at the foot of some ragged peaks outside my little hometown. I like to go there and visit them, walk around the grave a couple times, tell them I miss them, and hope that they are proud of the way I turned out. Will that about do it for this week? I made it through the whole thing without taking a note one. But I do have to jot down now after I listen to this some of the highlights so I can file it in my library and I can refer to it if I'm ever looking for something from my podcasts. I wish you happy trails, the sun at your back, and a light breeze in your face. Always ride with your head high and your eyes seeking the horizon. Always be kind. It's one of those gifts that God gave to you, so pass it on to others. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. Thank you.